The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. This is what you've missed on the Video Game Connection Podcast. The vet, the opinion haver on Twitch, bro. What's up, dude, man? Thanks for coming on, dude. You know? Hey, man, it's a, it's, it's a, I appreciate it. And it's a, nice to meet you, Ivan. Hey, Ivan, uh, do you know how hard this man worked to get me on this show? Do you have any idea? No, no clue, man. No clue? Okay. No. Well, this 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 process has started what months ago. Months he's like he's he's been just spamming my PlayStation <laughs> inbox, well, okay. telling me to always listen to his podcast. Okay, listen, listen to, and he didn't even know it because he just assumed I didn't. So he's sending me, yeah, here's the new, here's the okay. link to the new show. You know, I was thinking about should I just ghost homeboy (laughs) not not ever because he's trying too hard man something's up so tune in and don't miss out on the video game connection podcast now a video podcast peace out you're listening to the video game connection That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! We interrupt this regularly scheduled program with breaking news from Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club champion Rock Hard Jim was viciously attacked by a masked assailant outside of 112 North Midland Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania earlier this morning. Here's the security footage that we recovered from the scene. After the assault, we were able to get a few words from the not-so-enthused champion via satellite. Who do you call a man that attacks you from behind? I guess the word would be a coward. Well then what is the word for a man who attacks you from behind? It has a mix. I think the word is little bitch. You just made the biggest mistake of your life, little bitch. Because I am the champion. I am Dollar Club Wrestling. And I make the rules. So on October 27th, At Mischief Night, with the title on the line, you will be there, and you will recognize me. If you have any information on this mask assailant, 
please contact your local authorities or email dollarclubwrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off. of that three years I have been the AEW World Champion and they have come from far and wide all shapes, sizes and styles to try to knock me off the top of the mountain. They all think they want what I got but they walked a mile in my shoe. See being World Champion ain't all fun and games, it ain't easy. You got a target on your back Everybody wants something from you, your time, your energy. You live every day in physical pain. Everybody wants to see you fall. And a lot of guys get there and they can't handle it. They crumble under the pressure and self-destruct some faster than others. The world champion does not have the luxury of being anxious does not have the luxury of fear or doubt or hesitation or second guesses. Being the world champion is a dirty, dirty job and you gotta be ruthless and indiscriminate. But goddamn, I love this job. That does bring me to our boy, the cowboy. Hangman Page. Next Tuesday night, Dynamite Hangman Moxley for the AEW World Championship. Yeah. Live next Tuesday in Cincinnati, right there you see it on the bottom of your screen. It's going to be wild with these two colliding for the AEW World Title. But this thing can end up in a fight right about now, Excalibur. I mean, you can see Hangman is not in his gear ready to compete, nor is Mox, the world champ. We will be making our debut at the Heritage Bank Center next Tuesday night. You still have a chance to join us, AEWTIX.com. Whatever you have to say about me, I want you to say it to my face.
no, no, no. Actually, you said it all last week. You said you respected who I was in the ring. You said you respected me as a person. And I would be lying if I didn't tell you that coming from you, that meant the world to me. Because I have watched you for these past three years. And I've come to respect who you are in the ring and who you are outside of it too. You are a hell of a champion, a hell of a father, a hell of a husband. And there have been times in the past three years when I looked at you and I saw the kind of man I wanted to be. MJF looking on. Remember, MJF holds that chip. He can challenge the AEW World you Championship You can watch all time. you want. You better listen. But last week, you shattered the illusions I had about you when you called me a nice kid. Is that how you feel about me, huh? You think I'm a kid? After all the niceties and compliments, you want to call me a kid? Is that how you feel about me? Huh, answer me. I'm asking you a question. Am I a kid to you? That's exactly what I think about you. I don't think you are the same guy that knocked me off the top of a 20-foot ladder one year ago. Next week in Cincinnati, if you get the shot to take me out, I don't think you got it in your guts to pull the trigger. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not the same guy. I was this time last year. I hesitated in May, and it cost me this championship. I went for the trios championship with my best friends, and we failed. And I've had to watch as week after week they seemingly disappeared. My old friends, they have disappeared. And for all that I did, I'm left with nothing. I'm left with nothing. So I'm not the same. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I can't sleep at night. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. The medicine is not working, but I am still here because I am a man. I am 31 years old. I'm a former world tag team champion, a former world champion. I've watched my family members be lowered into the ground and I've brought new life into this world just like you have. I'm a husband, I'm a father. I've been choked till my face turns blue and I've been beaten in that same face over and over and I keep coming back because I am a man, damn it. So I know 
what I have to do in Cincinnati. And I don't care if your cousins are there. I don't care if your sister's there. I don't care if your mother's in the crowd. I will beat you within an inch of your life to take this back, the thing that I should have never let slip away. And look at me now. Look at me now. I have nothing. I have a shot. And I have my word. Tuesday, I take my shot. Tonight, I give you my word. I will be the next AEW World Champion. That is my word. Unlike him, I wanted to make sure that I could come out here and tell you that face to face, man to man. It's pretty obvious Excalibur. The dark side of Hangman just came out, man. I think Mox wanted that. We may be seeing the best Hangman page ever next Tuesday night in Cincinnati. And Taz, you're right. That's exactly what John Moxley wants. I can't wait till Tuesday night. Live next Tuesday, AEW World title on the line. MJF, we appeared to see a different side of you on last week's Dynamite. After your win against Wheeler Yuta, he tries to shake hands with you, and it looks like you were seriously considering taking him up on the offer. That is, until the firm Stokely Hathaway and Lee Moriarty show up and attack him. You also have this curious interaction with William Regal through all this. What the heck's going on here? We did it last week. We caught Yuta lacking, and we put that boy to sleep. Hey, hey, I get it, dude. This is great, yeah. yeah. The old dynamite troll. Uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of an interview, and you interrupt me? That's hysterical, yeah. I bet everybody on this roster finds that so funny. But you know who doesn't find it funny? Daddy. Yeah. See, now Daddy's gonna have to put you on timeout. Okay, bud? See? And by the way, this is strike number two for you. See, strike number one was last week when you got involved in my business when I did not require you to. Now, if you do that again, Stokely, I'm gonna fire you. So now here's what's gonna happen. For job security purposes, what you should do is take your Carlton Banks wardrobe wearing ass out of my shot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. You want to ask me about William Regal? <laughs> Dylan. Willie, my British little buddy, in my world, you're about as villainous as Mary Poppins. See, me and you, we got a dark past. One I'm sure you don't recall while you're all the way up there on your high horse, but it's one I can assure you, you do not want to be reminded of, and trust me, I am not afraid to tell you the story. You are you asked me about Wheeler Yuta. Was I going to shake Wheeler Yuta's hand, Marcos? Quite frankly, I don't even know. See, I had to do a lot of self-reflection this past week, and I am coming to terms with the fact that at a very young age, I had to learn the hard way that nice guys finish last. And I'm not an idiot, man. 
I know everybody in this locker room hates my guts and probably wants me dead, and I'm sure that makes up a large amount of our audience as well. Well, guess what? You don't have a goddamn clue what it's like to be MJF. Waking up every morning, splashing water in my face, looking in the mirror and knowing I have no choice but to be the bad guy. I have broken my hand many a times, punching my own reflection. So you don't like me? <laughs> Tough shit! Just guess what? When I walk through that curtain, I don't like me either! But that is what it takes to become champion of the world and by hook or by crook, I will become champion. Because I'm the man with the plan, the man with the chip, and the man who is a generational Transitions now raining down. So uh -oh, uh -oh. mounted right hands looking the walls. And, and look at him trying to position that shoulder. But he can't do it. He can't do it. Jericho's got it locked in. And Jericho sits back. He is wrenching on the challenger, Brian Danielson. This will wear out your lower back. Oh, come on, Daddy Magic, pulling the ropes back. Now this is the thing that Danielson has to contend with the Jericho Appreciation Society. There we go. Tucks the shoulder. Danielson, look at that, he, he brought his shoulder up off the mat, and now he trapped him. He trapped him, now the shot's in the abdomen. Those are hard shots to the core, and now the face. Those forearms are nasty. And notice Danielson not using the closed fist on the face, instead raining down elbow strikes on Jericho. Uh-oh, turn with that fair play, maybe. Is he going to step through here with this grab? And if he does, think of all the damage done to the lower back of Chris Jericho. And this could have been the game plan the whole time. This has got to be excruciating for Chris Jericho as Danielson. Well, live audience in Toronto, obviously behind. There's nothing I'd like to see more than Chris Jericho have to tap out to a Boston crowd in his home country. But there is nobody that knows the line team of the Boston crowd better than Jericho knows how he had his right, right arm underneath his body. Got him. One, two, oh! Good counter by Jericho. Oh! To the head. Branson! Two! Wow! And that's what you gotta worry about with Danielson. That gas tank, like you said, Taz, cardiovascular, he is non-stop. There's no one in finer condition than Brian Danielson. Oh, and both these guys have battle-tested so much big match experience. Toronto's loving it. And the arm hook, Danielson may be thinking. Hammer and anvil on the jaw of Jericho. And Paul Turner's got to make a decision here. Jericho, boy, Jericho, he grabbed the, the bicep. See, the tricep of, of Danielson brings him up into the fireman's carry. 
Jericho. Oh! Nice fire to counter right there. Can he get the win, Jericho? Farley hooked and no! Danielson able to kick out. Super close to retaining that Ring of Honor world title. You can see though Jericho very unsteady because of those elbows. And a running shot to Danielson. Jericho lights up, misses. That's a big miss right there. Regal, your man's in great shape right now, buddy. Incredible shape in the knee. Yes. Wow. The leaping knee off that top. Go on, Sunshine. Danielson, the opposite corner, rises up. And Danielson again, the leaping knee. Uh-oh. Danielson maybe thinking the trifecta. How dazed is Jericho, though? Danielson comes back. What an anti-air by the champion. Great counter. Great shot. Touch it. There we go. Wow. So close. Jericho realized how close that was. The people here in the Coca-Cola Coliseum on the edge of their seat, if they're in their seats as all. Tremendous counter by the Ring of Honor World Champion, Chris Jericho. And then how he has his mind in the game to be that sharp, that clear, this late in the match, during this battle, is beyond me, but it speaks to the caliber of the wrestler that's holding the Ring of Honor World Championship. It's one thing I knew every time I wrestled Chris Jericho. The longer the match went, the more he seemed to know exactly what to do at the right time to get the victory. Danielson finds his footing. A quick hold oh, to back to avoid it. Roundhouse avoided by Jericho. Oh, oh, Turner. Referee Paul Turner just got popped. That's the clothesline. And double clothesline. Both men go down, but Paul Turner, I think Danielson may have headbutted Turner, and then Turner's head whiplashed against the middle rope. Yeah, the referee definitely, and now Daddy Magic on the outside with Angel Park. What are they up to here? Tom Fullery with shenanigans. The Ring of Honor World Championship belt thrown into the ring. I guess this is sports entertainment style now. Come on, Chris, come on, make the right decision here. This was a great wrestling bout. Well, Daniel Garcia felt the sting of that belt last week at Dynamite. Now, perhaps it's Danielson's turn if he rises up, but... And referee's not around. Referee Paul Turner was dropped here. Ryan's having me promise that I will not get involved. It's gotta be tough for you, Regal. Danielson very slow to rise, but... Daniel Garcia now, the Ring of Honor, pure champion, Daniel Garcia. And Jericho has no idea. Good for you, Daniel Garcia. Good for you. Finally, someone sticking up for the values of that code of honor. Wait a minute. Watch out. Horrible psycho knee from Danielson. With Garcia. Absolutely heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. And Paul Turner being returned to the ring by Cool Hand Ange. Jericho making the call. This this can't end this way. Unbeknownst the referee Paul Turner. Unbelievable. Come on. Two and three.
A black cloud once again hanging over the name oh. of Ring of Honor. Oh, I, was a, I thought that was a really nice victory. I mean, we're seeing the family re reunite here. I know, Ian, you're not happy with it, but Garcia was loyal. Taz, this absolutely breaks my heart. Dana Garcia is the future of not only Ring of Honor's pure championship, but of professional wrestling. He's done it in AEW for the greater part of the last oh, two years. Minute, and here comes minute. Wheeler Yuta. And here comes Claudio Castagnoli. Wheeler Yuta, the former Ring of Honor pure wrestling champion. Claudio, the former Ring of Honor world champion. I mean, hey, listen, how do you think Yuta felt when Danson put that belt around Garcia? How do you think Yuta felt? You know what I mean? You raise a good point, Taz. And Yuta checking in on Danielson here. And look at this Jericho Appreciation Society scrambling like cockroaches. <laughs> WC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Hello, I'm Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats. And ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Chris DeFerrand. Holy shit, Jimmy. That's a bunch of intros that I haven't heard before. Those are... That's cool, man. We have a big Ray intro for the PWC. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've always had that intro just quietly for quite a long time. First time you're hearing it on here, though. Holy fuck. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> super cool. All right. Well, um, 
usually I would start this shit off by saying, it's Wednesday night, but it ain't. It's Saturday night. <laughs> but you know what that means anyway. It's time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. That's right. It is time for the skirmish, ladies and gentlemen. You're on with me, Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit in the morning. And I am here with my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Post, a good friend to you and me, Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, how the fuck are you, mate? I'm good, man. And you know what? I'm just pumped that you're back, Chris. The OG fucking two are back. It's the podcaster's favorite podcast. And that's you and I. And we're back at it once again. It's it's not Wednesday. It's Saturday. And it's the skirmish right here on the PWC Network. That's right. Uh... Hey, man, I'm the right person to have on for this episode, too, because, you know, AEW Dynamite was coming to you from the greatest country um, (laughs) that is north of the United States. Uh, (laughs) From my home country, Canada, my home province, even, although the trip between Kenora and Toronto is legitimately like a 26 hour drive. Uh, (laughs) If you've ever wondered how big Canada is, that's in the same province. (laughs) <laughs> oh canada you know what oh, i should have had the canadian national anthem on cue but for whatever reason it's not here anymore did someone fucking delete it it wasn't me that's but that's okay, okay. it'll make okay. a comeback it. oh canada <laughs> our home and native land i'm just kidding <laughs> i won't subject our audience to me singing but uh yeah toronto and what a fucking crowd for the show man wow yeah well can i just say what the hell is the coca-cola coliseum bro i have no <laughs> fucking idea where that is oh there we go. <laughs> oh canada <laughs> land oh man this brings a tear to my eye chris <laughs> <laughs> this one's not just for you, but for all the Canadian AEW fans out there. They're troopers, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. To put up with that shit. Oh, Canada. <laughs> and they were loving it, bro. They were rocking the whole show. Holy fuck. Was this crowd awesome, dude. Like, this show hey. wasn't even that good, but this crowd made me enjoy myself. Hey, look, man, I'm not going to lie, but I always look forward to any professional wrestling show in the Great White North, bro. I'll be honest, man, you guys are one of the best fans for professional wrestling by a mile, bro. You're right up there, and I think you're better than our good old American friends down south, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of there, there's a couple of places where I'm always excited to see what the crowd's like. Chicago, New York. Um, oh, absolutely. Atlanta, when WCW was still running. Um, Philadelphia has some pretty good crowds, too, sometimes. But, man, Toronto is just fucking crazy. And uh, they brought it tonight. Well, AEW brought it tonight, too, because, uh, you know, starting off the show in Canada, they bring out a the newest member of the broadcast team for AEW. That's right. Uh, Rene Paquette, who is... Canadian. Um, yes, she, she didn't, is. She she didn't uh, she didn't do a live version of oral sessions because 
that wouldn't be PG-13. <laughs> but she did do an interview with Christian, um, who came out, and uh, he vowed that Luchasaurus's victory over Jack Perry in tonight's opening contest was as certain as the Maple Leafs losing in the first round of the playoffs. Oof. Oh. Damn. That's a, that's a bad one. Is that true, Chris? Are the Maple oh. Leafs that fucking bad? They are so bad. They are the worst. They're they're just they choke so badly. Okay, so I'm wearing a a Blue Jays shirt, and it kind of looks <laughs> like a Blue Jays shirt. But you know how it badly they a... choked. You know how badly they choked the other night, where they had like a seven run lead and they fucked it up. Um, Damn, that's still nothing compared with how badly the Toronto Maple Leafs have choked every single fucking time they've been in the playoffs. Jimmy, did you know that there is not a single player? actively playing in the nhl now who has lost a playoff round to the maple leafs that is true Nah, for real they're that bad um should but shouldn't the maple leaves shouldn't the leaves be fucking sort of challenging for the stand for a stanley cup every year like the way they've built their fucking team you'd you'd think so unless you knew the toronto maple leaves (laughs) <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, I love ice hockey, but I'm not into it like, you know, obviously, like you are. Like, I don't follow it week in, week out. Personally, I'm a Hawks fan, though. But um, I don't know why. It's just Chicago Blackhawks. It's just, that's what I went for. But no, it's all good. Habs forever, man. Habs forever oh, for me. There you go. Luc Blanc Rouge. Uh, all that shit, man. I, I love the Montreal Canadiens. In fact, the Canadiens. Les Canadiens de Montreal. <laughs> In See, for fact, me, it was Chris Chalios why I went for the Hawks just quietly. But yeah, uh, Chalios was great. He was fantastic. Very good Red Wing as well. Um, ah, come on. Okay, here's here's a great here, here's here's a couple of jokes about the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then we'll get on with the show. Okay, so uh, Jimmy, why does everyone in Toronto drink out of glasses? <laughs> why? Because all the cups are in Montreal. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, oh. damn. <laughs> okay, second joke joke the second so <laughs> hamilton is like a smallish city that's outside of toronto right they've right. had they've had an opportunity to get an nhl team a few times they have? The NA- yes but the nhl doesn't seem to want to let them so why doesn't the nhl want to allow hamilton to have a real nhl team jimmy is it because they'll get more cups in fucking the leaves <laughs> No, it's because if Hamilton had a real NHL team, Toronto would want one too. Oh, damn, bro. That bad, man. Yeah, and I just pissed off one of my ex-girlfriends. Hi, Cass. Love you. Um, <laughs> and, and also that girl I was telling you about earlier. You huge Leafs fan. So you went there, not me, bro. I'm just pissing off everybody. I'm just pissing off everybody. Uh, <laughs> I won't go there, but Chris, I won't go there. Uh, but uh, that's on you if you decide to go there. But hey, <laughs> no, 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 we're not getting any more into that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I know some people who I have some history with uh, who are Leafs fans. All right, so <laughs> let's get into the fucking uh, opening contest here. Luchasaurus, he uh, oh, dominates man. the action early on. He's using his power, uh, you know, to sort of keep control of the smaller man, Jack Perry who is referred to as Jack Perry a number of times on commentary and not Jungle Boy. You know, he starts using, you know... You know why, eight- but Chris, before, sorry for cutting you off, but you know why he's labeled as that, right? But why? 
I'll tell you why. Because is this a Maple Leafs joke. <laughs> no, well, maybe, but it's even better because he's a man. He's a man. <laughs> he's he's a man's man. That's the joke here at the PWC. I've been using this since you've been gone. Every time we talk about Jungle Boy, is about him becoming a man. But now he's Jack Perry. They don't seem to call him Jungle Boy anymore, even though he still looks like he jumps off trees. Jungle Jack. Jungle Jack Perry. But yeah. sorry, he's a man now, a real man's man, man. Chris. So he's, please he's continue. He's a real on. man. So Perry he's escaped. Real. So scary. Perry's using some pretty good escapes. Uh, he's avoiding getting put through a table at ringside. He eventually delivers a sunset flip power bomb from the apron <laughs> through the table, and it's a transition. Not the end of the match. <sighs> Typical man. Some shit just don't change, bro. <laughs> it just doesn't, Chris. I know you probably haven't watched it in a while, but dude, I'm telling you, it's getting worse. Bro, this company. Um, so later there's some near falls where each guy's, you know, they they it looks like they might win the match, but it's not the end. Uh Jungle Boy delivers uh Christian Cage's kill switch at one point. And then he, then he uh, applies the snare trap, but uh, Luchasaurus gets out of it, um, delivers a choke slam from the top, and a burning hammer for the win. The match was fine. There was no major screw-ups or anything in this match. Um, Jack Perry works good when he's wrestling against somebody who's that much bigger than him because, you know, his size disadvantage is easy to tell a story. They told that story. There was the big man versus, versus the quick man, etc., Here's my problem with this, Jimmy. Please tell me. <laughs> They've been telling this fucking story for like two goddamn years. And they haven't <laughs> said yeah. fuck all. I stopped watching AEW a few months ago to take a little break. And Luchasaurus turned heel right after that. He's They're still in the exact same fucking place they were before. This isn't long-term storytelling. It's just long. Yes, it is, Chris. It's <laughs> yeah. It's long-term storytelling, Chris. Ugh. That's what they'll tell you. I mean, come on, dude. Long-term storytelling with no substance. <laughs> Bro, I, I can't stand it. It's awful. Um. Anyway, yeah, match was fine. Um. Jimmy, are they going anywhere with these guys? Like, is this actually gonna? Are they gonna? pay this fucking thing off eventually or like next year when we do the show around <laughs> Halloween we're still going to be talking about Jack Perry and, and Luchasaurus or what well first of all this was obvious that Luchasaurus was going to get the win here on Dynamite man it just I, could, I just knew that's where they were going to go because Jungle Boy Jack Perry will get his fucking comeuppance probably on the next pay-per-view and then we can take it home hopefully or they'll go and get a jungle boy win and then we go to a rubber match where christian's the final fucking guy so he beats fucking luchasaurus at the next pay-per-view and then by the next pay-per-view after that one he'll beat christian and then hopefully we're done hopefully sorry uh i'm just trying to i'm just trying to share this out so that it's so that I can share this. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, bro. I. It's like... We've been saying the same fucking things about this company for how long at this point? And it's just like... Can we make a fucking step now, right? Like, 
okay, they were in this same fucking. It's like it's like they're telling a story, and they're telling like they're basically telling this story that a man opened the door and walked out of his house. That's the story <laughs> that they're telling, but they've literally taken six months to tell the story. Like they're adding like this is like you know when you have a homework assignment and you didn't really study. So, you know, you have to get a certain amount of words. So instead of, you know, instead of saying, like, I'm tired, you're like, um, uh, you just, like, add words into it to make it, like, longer, right? Like, you're just trying to make your your thing, like, longer. So you're like, I have gone to the store a number (laughs) of times because it is good and I like going to the store it makes me you know what i mean like you're just stretching this fucking story as far as you fucking can so that you can make it last longer that's what aew storyteller reminds me of that's what this fucking segment reminded me of get somewhere already you fucks yeah exactly and 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 we've been saying this shit for fucking a long time when we you know we were the ones laughing booker of the year right for like it feels like for every year at the very least right while everyone was like, TK, TK, you're this, you're that, you're fucking blah, blah, blah. No, man. He's, in many ways, I feel like he's out of touch. And he's fucking our age, bro. Yep. He shouldn't be out of touch. Yep. Bro. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into this later, right? But how many times did someone complain that someone else thought or, or referred to them as a kid? Oh my god! That came bro. up three fucking times on this episode. Oh my god! Oh, you you don't take me seriously. You think I'm? I'm just a, a man kid. now. I, I'm a <laughs> yeah. man now. I'm a man. <laughs> um. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's true, man. This is why I've got this damn song queued up all the time. Like, because that's this, what this shit is, bro. It's all about being a man, bro. Is this TK just, like, getting out some of his angst because somebody on the NFL network said that he was immature or something? Like, <laughs> I swear to fucking God, man. I don't know. I Like, I don't know how many people listening also, like, are are in Mexico or like the sh- or like. We do. The- We've okay. got a lot of listeners and viewers actually f- in Mexico, as a matter of fact. We're actually okay. quite popular there. Okay, to all our Mexican fans and those who like Spanish language uh, TV shows, the guy who, the, the guy from Club de Cuervos, like the <laughs> owner, the son, that's TK. He's a <laughs> fucking moron. He's an asshat of all asshats. He is a fucking child, and everything <laughs> involved in this fucking show just comes across as, I'm mad. How come you don't take me seriously? Shut the fuck up, TK. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. It's cringe, bro. It's fucking cringe. It's true. I, I don't know if it's all the coca or if it's just... I feel like it's his upbringing. This show is quickly becoming his way of upbringing, bro. Like, what he went through, like, during high school or some shit. All the big, strong athletic guys lose. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. Because old jocks that used to bully him, probably. Even though Jeff doesn't agree, actually, we've spoken about this because he thinks, no, when you got money, no one bullies you. I'm like, bullshit. I don't care if you got money or you don't, man. If you're a fucking dweeb, you're a dweeb. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if you got money 
Oh no, you, that just means you're a, you're a dweeb with money. You know what I'm Jeff, saying? Jeff thinks that every single person who goes to college in like Connecticut doesn't get bullied. No, they do. There's <laughs> they do get bullied. Absolutely. Yo, and, to Todd Brantley. Yo, what what's up, up, Todd? Brother? What's going on? <laughs> Todd says in the chat. Also, I'm not a dweeb, am I? No, Fuck Todd, no. you're cool, bro. Todd's you're you're, you're best, great. Dude. <laughs> you're no dweeb, man. But TK is definitely a fucking dweeb. Ah. Oh just awful dude. <laughs> awful and like all the pretty girls are bitches because none of the pretty girls talked to him when he was in high school like i swear man i fucking swear this guy is just he is the millennials millennial and he's not <laughs> even a fucking millennial like dude <laughs> the millennials millennial damn bro <laughs> oh man look this is i can't say it i just don't is it is it too much coke benders for this guy is it i think it's i mean definitely that you yeah. gotta see and actually it's on the pwc network you can check it out there because i've chucked it on there because for people to hear right he does an interview with ariel hawani last week bro canadian sorry he is and he's a great fucking canadian at that but he did move to the u.s just just quietly <laughs> Burial Burial hawani. Hawani. Yeah. Oh, well he buried fucking tk i felt like but, but to be fair tk wasn't fucking like answering a lot of questions mm -hmm. kind of long story short you got to listen to it it's awkward bro in the end he fucking uh he basically said after he did that show he said on the air that was the most awkward interview he's ever done in his life he's talking about he's talking about tk as yep. in Errol hawani said that yeah he goes the worst fucking interview ever and i can see that man it was cringe bro yeah no i mean I can't imagine what talking to that fucking guy would be like. First of all, he's got his fucking eyes like glued open like this whenever he You gotta talks see to his eyes this time. Bro, he's his hair was all like... over the place. Everything, bro. Oh, dude. He was off his fucking tap, bro. Let's fucking go. Let's um... fucking go high. Shall we say? <laughs> Very high. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna put up with this shit anymore. <laughs> Shut up, DK. Oh, bad, dude. Shut the uh, fuck up. Cut the shit, Tony. Literally. Cut the shit. You know what shit. I'm saying? Cut the shit, man. Anyway, Chris, fuck. Did oh. you lose Jimmy? Oh, no, he's back. I'm here. I thought we lost you, Chris, because you froze there for a second. But yeah, we're back. We're back. Oh, we've also got another comment from Todd in the chat. TK just kayfabed him and didn't give him anything. That's true. He gave him absolutely fucking nothing. Like, I don't even know what the fuck the point was. I mean, and that, that's the thing. If that's what happened, then that's a shitty interview. Why did you bother doing I'm the telling interview? you, bro. I'm telling you, it was bad. It was bad. Jade Cargill has been telling the wrong Tony to cut the shit. Exactly. It's probably really, she's probably really telling that Tony to cut the shit. Clearly. I mean, come on. I yeah, mean, fuck. Well, well anyway. Um, Warjo, which is a oh. great fucking name. Um, oh, yeah. It's cool, bro. That, that cool just fucking oozes off that name, bro. War Joe, and they'll face us next week. We'll, we'll <laughs> call ourselves Chris Me. Jimmis. Chris Me. Chris Me. That sounds weird and uh, funny at the same time. Jimmis just sounds like somebody trying to say jism, but like with a speech oh. impediment. Jimis. Jism, Jism. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or saying Sprog. 
We're off to a great fucking start on the show. Today. Uh, hey, man, I miss this shit, bro. I mean, you know, only you and I can do this fucking stupidity shit when it comes to the skirmish. And why not, man? We need to have a little bit of fun while talking about AEW and especially talking TK, bro. All right. So Warjo beats up Marshall and Camarado. It's a good squash match. It makes the, the bigger guys look like monsters. It's great. It's fine. Um, not going to get into all the details. <laughs> After the match, someone whose actual name is Nana came out. Yes. Brian Cage. And yes. The Gates of Agony. Sounds like a hemorrhoid, bro. A real bad one at that too, man. The gates of fucking <laughs> agony. Seriously, TK? I-, I need you to get rid of your copy of Dante's Inferno. Throw it out. It's clear the o- it's clearly the only fucking book you've ever read. You've got to read another book to get some of these naming conventions from. Because every Dang. single fucking group just sounds like the most angsty fucking 14-year-old being pissed off <laughs> applying eyeliner. The Death Triangle. The the House of Black. (laughs) The Gates of Agony. Fucking (laughs) retarded shit, bro. What about the Embassy, bro? Oh, Jesus The fucking Embassy of what? The Embassy. The Embassy. Like, think about it. The Embassy. But of what? What are they? The Embassy of what? What does that even mean in pro wrestling? There's only one embassy that I think should be referred to that, and it's probably where Jamal Shoshogi died. (laughs) Shout-outs to Bin Salman. And shout-outs to Bin Hamin, mind you. Yalla. Shout-outs to Bin Hamin, for sure. We'll give that one, yeah. (laughs) And that other guy, just don't fucking kill me, okay? (laughs) Todd says in the chat, at least I don't have 30 different factions. Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) Yeah. How the fuck do you keep (laughs) Oh, God. Man, this company... I mean, seriously. If we didn't have this... We need some comedy fix, like, during the week when it comes to professional wrestling. AEW always deliver, man. Come on. Lately, I feel like they've gone backwards, Chris. If you look back all the way to 2019, when they first debuted Dynamite, right? Did they debut in 2019 as well? Their first ever pay-per-view, right? It was. I'm pretty sure. Right, and then later in the year, that's when Dynamite fucking debuted. Look at it from then. They were at the MCI Center, episode one, Dynamite, right? Mm-hmm. Last week, they were also in Washington, D.C., or the, or the week before, but not at the MCI Center, bro. At some ricky-dink fucking second-rate arena, bro. At the they couldn't even... Arena in Toronto. Yeah, that's why I asked you. I thought it was at Air Canada Center, bro. I thought that's where they initially announced that. You know what I mean? If they did, clearly they didn't sell that out, but it looked packed at the Coca-Cola Coliseum. I mean, I want to know how many people that fits, actually. I'm going to fucking look that up right now. All right, you look it up. I'll keep talking. Uh, FTR come out, and the crowd went fucking nuts for FTR. That was cool. Um, Sure. uh, Dax actually pointed at his arm, sort of pointing out that he was getting goosebumps, so... Toronto, well. great crowd. Um, they revealed that Sean Spears is with them, which Ooh, got a huge a pop. Ten. Yeah, so it got a huge pop from the Toronto crowd because obviously he's Canadian, and it got a what the fucking fuck from me. Yeah, me he's too. He's been the chairman. He's been a bad guy this entire time, 
and now for no discernible reason whatsoever, he's a good guy. Help me here. Jimmy. Yeah, How yeah, that that's he's and the pinnacle's back, bro. But they're all faces. Except for MJF, I guess he's not a pinnacle member anymore. I mean, they kicked the leader out of the pinnacle, unofficially. That's great. That's uh, great. Get, it's like it's like the Heart Foundation being like, Brett, you can't come in here anymore. <laughs> yeah, he said it's called the you know instead of Brett the Hitman Heart, it's Bread the Hitman Heart or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know that was cheesy, but fuck. <laughs> but I just want to say, uh, the Coca Cola Coliseum, by the way, does not even hold. <laughs> You'd be lucky to get nine thousand, bro. Oh yeah, eight and a half thousand, bro. Really? Well, it's definitely not the Air Canada. <laughs> it's definitely not that. I mean, yeah, but that's my point. My point was go back to U one and look at U three. I feel like they've gone backwards, bro. In in terms of attendances, just the hype. If it's starting to feel sort of Ricky Dink, especially without Kenny Punk. You know, even the Bucks, fuck, I said it. You know what I mean? Now you just look forward to MJF pretty much. You know, sort of the Moxley hangman shit that's going on because it involves MJF really anyway. Mm-hmm. Tell me what else is... I, I don't mind Jericho being the honourable Chris Jericho, which is funny to me. But, like, it's the just... Ocho. I don't know, bro. Look here, the Ocho. Really, Chris... Eight fucking time world champion. The Ring of Honor title doesn't even fucking count, bro. Yeah, what? Come on. Come on. Come on. It's a fucking shindy fucking title for crying out loud. Mate, come, come on, on, man. That's ridiculous. You might as well add in the Impact fucking world titles too. At one point, you could have considered that them. Not anymore. Yeah, I mean, at one point, Impact was getting like almost 2 million people, a little over 2 million people watching, and, right? Like, and Vince Russo was the... See, this is what people don't want to acknowledge, right? People can give shit to Vinnie Roo all they want, right? And I'm not just saying this because we work for Vince Russo and shit, right? On channelattitude.com, just quietly, where you can check us out over there too. Um, it's not because of that. The numbers don't lie. When he was the main writer, they were averaging 1.7s, to just under 2 million, bro. Mm-hmm. The whole time he was the head writer. After that, it was just a, a big decline. Bang. Do you know what I've always really appreciated about Vince Russo's uh, style of, of... I know he doesn't call it booking, writing, I guess. The Crash TV style of Yeah, Yeah, booking? listen, I don't even really like the Crash TV. Like, I... I look back at the Attitude Era and I'm kind of ho-hum about a lot of stuff that was that was going on in it. I know lots of people love it. It's their favorite part of wrestling. That's fine. I don't love it. And I I never really thought that Vince Russo was... I never thought he was as bad as everybody says. I never thought that he was as good as some people say. Here's what I loved about Vince Russo's ability, though, and what he did. Every character on TV had something going on. There was something going on. There was some kind of storyline. There was something moving forward, some kind of a plot that was pushing in a certain direction. It didn't. It wasn't always a good direction. Sometimes it was a fucking mess. But Vince Russo always let everybody get a certain amount of focus. Like Val Venus, top to a, bottom, bro. Val Venus was a European champion, right? But somebody was gonna try to chop his peepee off because he <laughs> had had sex with, you know sook kim or whatever the fuck right <laughs> like you know but really though like everybody had a storyline <coughs> when vince russo was writing a show 
I like that. And I think that that connects with people. Whether or not his storylines were always my favorite, no, some of them were silly. Mae Young giving birth to a hand is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Actually, but, he wasn't around, I don't think, by that point. So you can't right, blame him for that You know one. what I'm saying? I mean, I, you know, Buff Bagwell's mother on a fucking forklift, whatever. That like, was definitely we, him, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can get yeah. into it, right? Vince Russo had some silly fucking ideas, but he, was all, he always gave everybody some kind of focus. And I think that that's awesome. And I think that that's missing from a lot of modern day professionals. Well, funny enough, since you were missing, like, you know, on the skirmish for the last, you know, a few couple of months at the very least, do you do know Bin Hamin, Stevie Richards, and, uh, and Vince Russo were the, <laughs> were actually writing Raw at one stage, right? I do know that, yes. Well, uh, that were like, what, what's the word? Um, advisors to to raw basically but they some of their storylines did come through whether that's a yeah. good thing or bad thing i don't know because apparently like for example the money in the bank match you know the one where they were on top of the the building the on top of the what's it called man titan towers yeah that'll be headquarters did you did you ever see that money in the consultants thank you todd that's right consultants um you know the match up up the top of the fucking roof at Titan Towers, Money in the Bank match. Apparently, that was their idea, and that went through, which was a great idea. Yeah, and I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the thing about... I I do... First of all, if Vince Russo is writing with Bin Hameen, I would let him write anything. At, like, like because Bin Hameen... As, as much as I like Vince Russo's style of everybody gets a certain focus, and I do, I like Vince Russo by himself... Bin Hameen is fucking brilliant when it comes to Yeah, wrestling. I, I agree. That, like, that guy, <clears throat> the fact that he's not already writing the biggest fucking show in professional wrestling somewhere is a travesty for professional wrestling. That guy gets it better than almost anybody I've ever heard talk about professional wrestling. Really. Like, really. I agree 100%, man. And he's passionate too, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? And and I, I think he deserves a shot if he's not already fucking doing something and we just don't know it. I mean, shit. I mean, he's been doing shit with Serena Deeb lately, which is some great shit. You got to check that out, bro, if you haven't already, which is fucking awesome. But, man, absolutely. I, I mean, heck, even GGP. Did you see his two matches on, um, yeah, against Brian Cage this past week and Lance Archer? I will give him this. Yes, he lost. But you know what I admire about GGP, and I'm not saying that because I know him personally and shit, right? This is the truth. I laugh because he knows how to get his shit in without getting completely jobbed, which impresses me. And I'll, I've been meaning That's to actually where he say that to him. In the knee was fucking awesome. Like, Man, he made Brian Cage look like a fool a lot of the times too, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at one stage, you know, the commentators were kind of giving him shit. And I'm not talking about Excalibur and um, Taz. They were cool with him. But uh, the other guys, like Big Show and fucking and, and Rick and Boney from Ring of Honor and shit. And then they're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? You know what I mean? He knows how to get his shit in even when, he, when he's meant to be jobbed. Fucking A. Shout outs to GGP. Good job. Absolutely. Bro. And thank you for the birthday, which is, by the way, GGP. Thank you, bro. Right, there you go. Um, yeah. All right. Next up here, we're going to keep going. Billy Gunn versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, is a thing that happened. Yeah. Okay, TK, um, 
60-year-old men shouldn't Fuck. be having this long a professional wrestling match on your television. I know Billy Gunn looks like God. Okay, I get He looks it. great, bro. I'm not going to let me fuck. If I, was in his, if I was his age, if once I get to his age and, and I look like that, I'll be fucking, I'll be happy as Larry, bro. Bro, if I looked like that now or ever, yeah, I would. Exactly. I, I, I don't know what I would do. I would just like, I would literally <laughs> never wear a shirt. I'd just, I'd, <laughs> I'd be doing this podcast right now, but I'd have it like angled at my abs. Like, <laughs> just be like, yeah, you guys, you guys see this? <laughs> Sizz me, daddy ass. Fuck, bro. Okay? Yeah, he looks great. It's not appropriate. He's not a great... He he wasn't a great in-ring technician when he was good. No. And now he's 60 years old. Don't do that again. Um, I did really like the spot where he wasn't sure if he was going to do a suck it or a scissors. He was kind of like... Well, funny enough, they did acknowledge him on WWE's show. And uh, oh, Todd says in the chat, the match was meh and it wasn't Billy Gunn's fault. Eh. I mean, I think both these guys just don't click in the ring. I mean, let's be honest, man. I mean, yeah, they don't click in the ring. I actually like Swerve. Uh, in me the too. Ring. I'm a huge fan of Swerve. But what the fuck do you do with a 60 year old in the ring? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I... I mean, yeah. I mean, look, for his age, he can still move. You know what I mean? He's, it still feels like a Billy Gunn match, man, very much so, even from back in the 90s compared to now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but who, even in the 90s, went, oh, a Billy Gunn match? True. But the one thing that everyone has always said about Billy Gunn, honestly, he's always been known to be very strong, right? Mm -hmm. And he's always jacked, bro. And he, he looks exactly the same. His face is aged. His body looks fucking just as good as it did fucking 25 years ago, bro. That is fair. And yes, Billy Gunn has always had the look of a professional wrestler. Absolutely. And he's yep. tall too. He's not short, man. He's got the perfect sort of uh, height to build ratio going, in my opinion. Yeah, he's like For six, a pro six, wrestler. Five, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, really. And very I mean, athletic too. Um. All right. So I did like that. Um, Swerve gets the win at the end here, which was the right way to go. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nese come out and say that they've trademarked Scissor Me. Um, way to kill the t-shirt sales, you fucking idiots. Bad. Like, seriously, though. What? <laughs> I don't know where they're going with this, bro. It's stupid. It's, it's just pointless, to be honest, man. When It's not going to affect... The acclaimed. You know what's funny, bro? How long have you and I been saying about the acclaimed when no one was nowhere near onto them like we were, bro? I mean, let's go back two years, bro. At least. We've been doing this shit now. We're going on to our third year, bro, coming up. Can you believe that? We're That's nearly crazy. up to episode 100 of The Skirmish, bro. Ooh. Can you believe that shit? It's, we're only off. a few weeks away, right, of episode 100. That's going to be a huge one, right? And, and we've uh, been telling people how fucking awesome the acclaimed are since like a couple months in because I think our first couple of shows we were like this is this is ridiculous. I, but then at first it, it grew on us way quicker than it seems to have on the general audience. Yeah. And sure his raps are fucking cheesy, right? And yes Johnny the Jobber destroyed him. That sort of fucked up my perception a little bit, right? <laughs> but I can put that all aside because no one really knows about that incident, right? I will say this. He's not freestyling, bro. 
because he looked like a clown when someone challenged him for real in the freestyle. I'm just saying, right? Yeah. No. But man, we we were saying from day pretty much day dot from two years ago, bro. We've been saying this shit. These guys are crazy. They're gonna get over eventually. It took two years, bro, for everyone else to see what we were seeing two years ago. They are super over right now, and it's good super to see over. They're both really talented dudes. Absolutely. Right on. I did like also that uh, the Toronto crowd. Uh, I mean, again, I love Toronto for this kind of shit. Um, they did Oh Scissor Me Daddy to the tune of One Nation Army. So it was <laughs> Oh Scissor Me Daddy. Uh, I didn't realize Oh Scissor Me Daddy. Uh, so good. That's good. <laughs> That's sick. I didn't actually yeah. notice that, man. Damn. Now that so I think good. about it. Fuck. Shout outs to T Dot for that shit. That's great. Toronto. Absolutely. You're awesome. That was cool, man. That that that's cool. Now that I think now that I think back to it, it is actually that's exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. No, for sure. That is what they did. That is what they uh what they're all about. Um, okay, so up next we're gonna move on here as things pick up. I, I actually really like this this whole next chunk of the show so mjf cuts a cool promo uh talking about how you know being the bad guy is 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 lonely and he doesn't you know maybe it's not necessarily what he likes but it's what he truly believes he has to do in order to become the you know the world champion etc um i like this from mjf and i know like i know disingenuous asshole is kind of like his shtick at this point but he pulls this off really well every time every time he brings it out where it seems like okay i'm a little conflicted but also i'm not conflicted at all go fuck yourself uh i love i love this shit from mjf it was great uh yeah no absolutely and the thing about mjf right now he's being a prick not only to the baby faces but to the heels too Mm. so he's just yeah he's just an asshole and he's on a different planet compared to everyone else because he's giving shit literally to the heels and the baby faces. That's all it is. He's great. He's a. I actually don't mind the fact that people like Punk and uh, you mentioned Omega. I'm actually not so upset that they're gone right now because I actually think that the star to build this company around is MJF. Oh, definitely, definitely, dude. I mean, they were going that way anyway with him and Punk. Except yeah. now he's on a different course, you know what I mean? So Yeah, I just mean I think that this gives him like the proper focus a little earlier, but I don't think it's too early. I, I actually no. think that I actually think that they're risking not pulling the trigger early enough with this kid because he's money. Absolutely. Uh, just the only thing is, man, he makes everybody look bad and we'll get to that. Like we'll get to later on when, you know, Mr. Butterfly Boy himself and uh, John Moxley have a little face-off. But like I said, we'll soon get to that. Yeah, for sure. Actually, we're going to get to that now. Um, oh, cool. So MJF go. brings up the world championship. So guess who the fuck comes out next? It's Wild Thing himself. Uh, world champion John Moxley. He, uh, he gives the same promo he's given for the last three years. Um, <laughs> I'm going crazy. I'm the I'm the world champion. It's it's hard to be the world champion, but I'm gonna do it. 
it's just real grumbly, <laughs> and, real grumbly and mad. I don't fucking know. I, I don't. Uh, why, why the fuck are you so grumbly and mad? Like, you, I know. Your Look wife, at his wife. Look, I know exactly. Continue. Sorry. You know, your wife is 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 pretty fucking hot. Also, she's Canadian, so she's cool. Um, <laughs> but but also like. Her podcast is called Oral Sessions, so she's got to be pretty fucking good at that shit. Why are you so fucking mad? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Dude, you got to listen to his audio book, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now, you have to listen to his audio book. The shit he says is whack. Like, in a good way, though. You told me some of the stories from it, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> oh, boy. All but right, yeah, man. So next up, uh, okay. I actually like this segment, but Adam Page comes out, and every single time he comes out at this point, I'm just reminded that ugh, this guy, he is his character is so fucking confused. I can't figure out who he is. Is is he the uh, is he the rhinestone cowboy? Is he a brokeback cowboy? Is he like exactly see. what kind of cowboy is he? Because it's I'll tell you what. Try to figure him out. I'll tell you what type of cowboy he is, bro. He is. He's a man. <laughs> it's all about being a man, bro. <laughs> Again, I know, I know, I fucking screw this damn song, but I'm sorry. This is the storylines that fucking AEW and TK present to you all the time. Am I a man? Is it fucking? Am I? <laughs> Facebook user says Jimmy fucking T. <laughs> Thanks, I guess whoever that is. Um, also, Facebook user says Mox is just about the worst wrestler on the planet. I'd rather watch paint dry. <laughs> and Todd also in the chat says he's world champion. He's got a hot wife. He's got a kid. Why is he so pissed off all the time? I mean, that's what we're trying to figure out. But what we do know is, is Hangman and Adam Page a man or not? I mean, he's real mad about being called a boy. And yeah, just real quickly about Moxley. It's like, dude, I, like, I don't mean to be insensitive, but like, why don't you have yourself a double and then just smile a little bit? Like, fuck. Like, relax, bro. Um, anyway, yes, Adam Page comes out. He's very angry. Very, very angry. Um, John Moxley uh, called him a kid or a boy or something. And so he, I'm, I'm not a boy, I'm a man because when I get knocked down, I get back up and blah, 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 blah. Okay, to be fair, I actually liked the promo. I, I really did. Like, I thought, I thought that he gave a lot of fire in this promo. Um, I'm on record as saying he was a crap world champion. Jimmy, did you duck out? Uh, okay, I'll just keep talking. Hopefully, Jimmy goes back. What's up, everybody? Solo show with Chris Ams. Um, anyway, I'm on record as saying that he was a crap world champion. I'm on record as saying his gimmick is confused. But this promo was actually pretty fucking great. Um, if you're going to watch one thing back from this show, this these three segments, MJF, Moxley, Page, are probably the three ones to look up uh, and watch. And uh, as far as what Jimmy was saying about MJF, and his reaction and how he buries everybody like this was a pretty good promo back and forth between page and moxley and when they showed mjf his reaction was to just kind of smirk and smug and laugh and ha 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 this is stupid and um mjf 
guy is just money. He's so much money, dude. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn comments on here so that I don't. Um, <clears throat> moving on here. Hopefully, Jimmy comes back, and if he doesn't, I'll just stick with you guys till the show's over. But it'll just be me, which means it's like a 60% more attractive show. Ha-ha! Welcome to my show. My skirmish. All right. Next up here, Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. Um, so these two guys have had a couple of good matches so far um, in, in the last in the last little bit here on, uh, on AEW TV. Um, they had another good match tonight. Um, I actually think that Chris Jericho, um, I'm not sure what was happening six to nine months ago, but he seemed like he was getting worse and, um, he seems like he's gotten better. I'm not sure if it was an injury or if he was just feeling a little unfocused, but, uh, but you know, he seems to be doing better now. I agree, Todd, this should have been the, uh, the, the main event of the night. The fact that fucking orange cassidy main evented i just that's always a bad idea for me i don't like that guy uh jimmy you're back yeah sorry about that that was weird anyway good job fucking continuing on though man i know i'm a professional actually kind of am a professional i've been paid for podcasting you know how fucking cool that is Um, (laughs) that's true (laughs) oh and it's by the way it's it's the doc all right, what's going on, bro? I'm gonna have you back on the show soon, man. Actually, if you if you got to check out, it's old school PWC now at this point. But I interviewed, Sorry. and uh, man, because he's okay. also New York State Athletic Commission. Sorry, keep going. You froze there for a second, bro. Damn, can you hear me? I can hear you. Keep going. Oh, I don't know why I'm frozen. That's weird. Anyway, yeah, man, check out that interview. But I'm going to interview him again because he also represents the New York State Athletic Commission in both MMA and pro wrestling. His stories are fucking brilliant. Not to mention, he's a legit doctor. So there's a lot of stories there too. So uh, look out for that. Cool. We should talk boxing sometime if he's ever if he's ever done that for the New York State Athletic Commission. He has. As a matter of fact, fucking this boxing on right now. It's Cambosis Haney, fucking number two, bro. And he basically, if Cambosis loses this time, he's he's done. Like his career's done. Like he said it himself. He's I'm probably gonna, gonna have to. He's probably gonna have to do something like a Arturo Gatti type career after this if he loses. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't see him winning, bro. That's the problem. But. I don't we'll know. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Definitely. Come on, Cambo. All right. So, uh, Jericho and and Brian Danielson. Uh, this was a good match. Like I said, like I was saying, I think that Chris Jericho has improved somewhat over the last couple of months, and I don't know if that's just he's lost some weight, which it seems like he has, or if he had a nagging injury or something for a while there. But his work over the last couple of weeks, at least. Has actually been really solid. I liked this match. Um, obviously, in Toronto, Chris Jericho is not going to be booed. It doesn't matter what the fuck happens. Um, the crowd response to Danielson reversing the walls was great. Um, <laughs> and he you know, applied they, it properly, too. Of course he did, because he's Brian fucking Danielson. Um, and then the finish. 
<laughs> what can we say, bro? Fucking swerves for the sake of swerves, bro. Like, I... it's AEW, bro. It's TK, man. This, that's what I mean, bro. I'm so fucking sick of it. It's just, I don't know, bro. I, honestly, man, it, it's like, it's like if I were to be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you, Jimmy. I don't fucking like you. And then by the end of the show, I'm like, actually, Jimmy, I'm just kidding, buddy. Yeah, we're we're all good. We're all good. Like. Don't do a fucking swerve just for the sake of a swerve. Like, oh, look, he's not really a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so dumb, bro. It's dumb. That's what it is. It's childish shit. It was a swerve, bro. Swerve, bro. Bro. Swerve. Bro, it was a swerve, bro. <clears throat> it was a swerve. Shout outs to Vinny Rue. We love you on the show. Absolutely. Bro. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro. bro bro i to be fair i say dude a lot i, I do do me that. too but i'm I, a bro guy too though and not I, because I, of fucking vinnie rue because i've always said bro even through high school i have legitimately called like people who i was having sex with dude <laughs> like, like <laughs> me I, too i, I mean i have done that. That. i've just been like dude what the fuck true. and then like the, and, then, and then and then she's just like why are you calling me dude like sorry just just quietly cambosis and haney is happening right now right Mm -hmm. and cambosis apparently is doing fucking really well and it's round six apparently it's a war yeah good so i'm kind of fucking distracted here a little bit man because of that damn better than this swerve way better than the swerve um todd todd brantley actually says in the chat the only swerve i like is swerve strickland who's Ah. Swerve's house, clearly. I mean, hey, it's true. I mean, the only Swerve I like too is Swerve Strickland, but I don't even like the where they're going with him lately either, Chris, to be honest. I mean, we touched on it before, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Also, Daniel Garcia completely missed his fucking cue. <sighs> like, they were standing around waiting for him to come out there for like... For like a solid like five or six seconds there where it was just like Jesus fucking Christ. Like I can just picture somebody in the back in the back just being like Daniel Daniel da- da- Daniel Daniel get the fuck out there what are you doing? Yeah. Fuck me, bro. <laughs> like seriously. What I mean what what can you say with this shit anymore, bro? Like honestly like where, where, like, where are they going with all this shit? That's what I want to know. Now we're going on to Dalton Castle? I guess so. Dalton Which Castle. Which is cool, but... I don't mind Dalton Castle, right? Especially the older Dalton Castle, the old version, the, you know, the old school version. Especially when he used to use the remix of that Queen song. Uh, you know, the I Want It All song? The I Want It All. <laughs> he used to come out to that. But uh, Good stuff, now. Love Queen. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with Queen. Heck, nothing wrong with the boys. And did you know they're trios champions also? What? <laughs> the Ring of Honor trios champions. Did you know that? Dalton Castle and the boys are Ring of Honor trios champions. Hashtag no more belts. There's two trios fucking belts. And just quietly, Todd, I'm a fan of Dalton Castle also. I like him. I really do. But 
I don't like the way he's been portrayed in AEW, that's for sure. No. Um, I guess we'll get into Danhausen too later. See no. up in the main event. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if he's fucking ribbing Scott Hall in a way. You know when Scott Hall used to do the... <laughs> you know I don't know, I mean? but Scott Hall did it as a rib. I, d- like... I know, but like, it's like... <laughs> you know what I mean? What is this? Like, it's cursed. fucking stupid is what it is, Jimmy. <laughs> yes, by the way, Dr. Arroyo, uh, your your comments are coming through, but it does still say your Facebook user. So, yeah, look, if you want to... Facebook user. Doc, if you want to get your name on the chat, click, go to the show sort of description. It'll tell you exactly how to do it there and then click on the link there. Then you'll be able to see who's commenting yeah yeah all right so whatever i'm not i don't like this it's dumb and i hate that's a good comment actually you want you want to highlight that one from todd uh where is it well todd Uh, says in the chat how about samoa joe being ring of honor tv champion even though ring of honor doesn't have tv (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's so true they should rename it they should rename it the podcasting championship because it's the only uh, thing that roh gets any press on oh fucking hell man okay i mean what can you say bro you got fucking championship the, <laughs> the oh, dirt God. sheet champion campiones of the dirt sheets bro oh, i mean God. seriously like yeah. what else are we gonna have next are we gonna have the fucking uh the battle royale fucking <laughs> champion i can see it bro i can so see it oh, and Todd says, God, man. nah they have enough titles no they fucking don't todd yeah they want everybody to be a champion bro Everyone, like, you know, you know that be a star fucking thing that WWE does? Well, in this case, everyone could be a champion in AEW, bro. Even if the company doesn't exist, you're still a champion. Even if the belt is not even sanctioned as a real belt, it still gets defended at Battle of the Belts, though. And I'm talking about FTR. I mean, not FTR. The FTW, FTW championship. championship. Bro, it, it's... You know, what it, you know what AEW sometimes reminds me of? It's like, did you ever see that episode of Oprah where she was like, you get a car and you yeah, get yeah. a car and you get a car and everybody gets a car. It's like, that's, that's TK ridiculous, with championships. Bro. You get a belt and you get a belt and everybody gets a belt. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke, bro. Jesus. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, bro, watch, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. Because you're right, everybody gets a belt. I mean, do we even get a belt? I mean, shit. Todd says in the chat, even if you're not a <laughs> champion, hey, that's fucking true, oh, bro. God. You can steal it like Nola Rose did. And yes, I would be shaking my head too, as I am right now. It's fucking true. He ain't wrong. You know what, Chris? I know you're yawning, but bro. Not only do they all get belts and you can steal a belt, you can fucking... You know what? You can turn up with your belt buckle, right? And claim that's a championship and call it the fucking... I don't know. Everybody call it this. in the audience, now listen to me carefully. 
is being given a special package, and I don't want you to open it. Do not open it. Cameras are on you, so do not open until I tell you. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. Everybody gets a championship, bro. Everybody. Everybody. What the? Uh, why are you sounding like that, bro? You sound like a chipping, like chipping chipmunk. How'd you do that? <laughs> Is it just me or does he sound like a fucking little bitch? <laughs> it's like hello <laughs> okay there we go there we go what the All fuck right. happened there bro I don't know my fucking audio dipped out with that cut. you will sound um, like a chipmunk dude I swear to you like you're like oh, hello hello <laughs> that was funny well I swear okay. dude literally <laughs> you got all kinds of funny shit on the show Jimmy dropped what out at one point fuck? I turned into Alvin and the chipmunks <laughs> yeah Chipandale. Um, you know, honestly though, <laughs> like that, those reactions from the people, from the people in the audience, from that Oprah clip, literally, I think that's what the AW locker room is like. Like, they're all such fucking marks for this shit that when TK is like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna get a belt, and you're gonna get a belt, and you're gonna get a belt," everybody's just like, "Oh my god, this is great, we get a belt!" Like, yeah, you get a belt, you fucking marks. Fucking Mark Todd's. It's true, man. Uh, Fucking true. Absolutely spot on, man. Fuck this shit. Sorry. Fuck this shit, yo. I'm going the fuck home. Rolling my shoulders as I run back to this eight-mile road. Hey, there you go. Fuck. Yeah. Hey. Uh, hey. fucking rap? Why not? We can rap on this show, too. All right. Um, Todd Brantley says, everyone gets a belt except the people that actually deserve them. Yes. And also, if everybody has a belt, nobody's special. If everybody's seven feet tall, nobody's a giant. Fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like Ricky Starks and Serena Deeb, absolutely. But hey, don't tell them that. Yeah, because I'm sure at some point they'll just get another belt. Um, all right, let's move on here. We're going to go to uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Hikaru who gives a shit. Um, Hikaru took a shit up. Hikaru who gives a shit up. Um, <laughs> this match followed a pretty simple tag formula uh, where the heels isolated one of the faces. Uh, they sort of dominated and kind of picked on Tony Storm until there was a hot tag to Hikaru. Um that's the wrong way to book your champion. <laughs> champ should it's be true. strong. Book your champ strong. Because, I mean, unless you want a whole repeat of the whole Adam Page thing where everybody was like, eh, don't really care. Eh, they're still kind of like that still, bro. Yeah. Um, after that, I mean, they, they did that for a little bit where they were focusing on story. Uh, and yeah. um, Sheeta wins the match. I suppose that sets up for Storm versus Sheeta, but why? 
are there no good solid heels right now? Could we not have gone with Jamie Hader? I don't even know anymore, bro. This is all over the place. This sort of storyline feud, whatever you want to call it, the teased hater turning on fucking Baker, and then they don't, and then they're together again, and then I don't have a clue what the fuck's going on. This just, to me, is just a fucking mess, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing is a mess. The, the women's division right now is a goddamn mess. Like, it seems like they're focusing more on Jade Cargill and the minor championship than they are on their world title, which is not a good thing. Um, it's like Jade Cargill is the story, and whatever's happening with the main with the main women's championship is just, oh, they'll have a good match, and that's really piss poor marketing. It's really piss poor uh, writing. Like, there's nothing good about that being the truth about your women's division right now spot on bro fucking true man <laughs> i couldn't have put it better than myself you you're spot on man yeah we've got some more comments of course uh, todd, because todd, todd is fucking awesome absolutely and jamie also he says yeah yeah no me too yeah jamie call me um <laughs> And he also says, because if they went with Hater, that would make sense. They should have just turned her baby face. What the fuck is she? Is she baby face? Is she heel? Is she a tweener? That, no one's a baby face or a heel, I feel like, in AEW. There are like, no baby in faces sense. and heels, because that's, that's an archaic form of storytelling. And, and really, everybody, every character on our show is like, somewhere in the middle man you know like (laughs) everyone's kind of gray bro like nobody's really good or bad and no man fucking moron because that doesn't work for storytelling you have to have an antagonist and a protagonist you have to if you don't your story sucks sucks it's true it's damn true but what luck they listen they don't listen, bro. They don't give a fuck. All they listen to, TK listens to TK, man. That's it. Simple. Yep. Yep. That's all well, it is, I've, man. You know, it's funny. Like, I've seen people say, like, I, I've seen people say, you know, TK should uh, TK should hire somebody so that he doesn't have all the, so that he doesn't have all the booking responsibilities. The thing is, TK doesn't want to hire anybody. <laughs> he doesn't. He TK really doesn't, doesn't care man. about AEW being successful. He cares about being his toy. That's it. He's he's playing with a toy. That's and that's the mentality of this super rich, spoiled child who owns AEW. It's not about yep. making the company successful for him. That's not his primary concern. His primary concern is am I having fun with my toy? So <laughs> no. He's gonna keep booking and then he's gonna book ROH and then if he gets a chance to buy Impact he'll book that too the guy will never give up the reins because it's not about creating a successful company or making money it is 100% 100% about feeding that guy's ego he wants to play with his toys literally his toys and Todd says in the chat Hater is supposed to be the heel but gets face reactions which is why she should be a face and he also goes on to say, listen to your damn audience. <laughs> but you think, and that's wasn't AEW supposed to be that company that listens to their audience? 
when clearly they're not. No, they're not the company that listens to their audience. They're the company that listens, like, they're the company that listens to exactly the same thing that all other companies in this fucking corporate world right now listen to. They listen to the audience that makes the most noise, not the ones that spend the most money. We keep getting these fucking characters and things fucked up about our TV shows and movies, fucked up things that make no sense where every single TV show has to have a transgendered person now. Every single TV show has to have, you know, all of this all of this progressive politics and bullshit. I'm, I, I don't have any problems with anybody's sexuality. You do whatever the fuck you want if you're an adult. Cool, bro. That's my reaction. But the fact that every single thing has to have that character in it, and that's their character, because they're not a cool character who happens to be transgendered. They are <laughs> the transgendered character for the TV show that they're working on. And that's fucking stupid, and it's patronizing and it doesn't make any fucking sense and that's what every single company seems to be listening to it's that crowd and you know what i'm going to tell you something about that crowd i'm going to tell you something about the people who insist that you have a transgendered character on every single tv show they don't spend money <laughs> they don't 100%. spend fucking money they're 100%. not the people who you ought to be fucking like Leaning into you ought to They're all inclusive out, now, Chris. Careful, careful. <laughs> you need to figure out who the people are who are actually spending money on your product, and those are the people who you need to to be booking this shit for. You need to be booking this shit for the guys who are listening to us. You need to be booking this shit for the guys who are watching Bin Hamin clips. You need to be booking this shit for people who actually care about professional wrestling and not for the fucking Twitter brigade that go, oh yes Nyla Rose, we love her so much and then don't buy a fucking t-shirt that's stupid yeah it's true man, and Todd says in the chat, speaking of which, can you guys explain to me what the trust busters are supposed to be, you tell us I mean do you want me to be frank I mean I hate to be frank. Um, they might be the biggest mishmash faction I've ever seen. Or are they? I mean, there are a bunch. There's, there's a. I don't know what the fuck they are. All I know is uh, there's a. <laughs> uh, eh, what do you call those guys? They seem a little puffy to me. There we go. <laughs> a little puffy indeed. That, that's exactly what, what it feels like. They're a bunch of poofs, including Ari Davari. Yeah, just a little bit, you know, like, hello, boys. <laughs> you wouldn't want me to be a poof, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I, Ugh, exactly. I, I don't, Fuck I don't that. want to think about you having sex in any kind Yuck. of... Yuck. No, 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 no. Don't even go there, bro. <laughs> Fuck. I don't even want to think of myself uh, like that. <laughs> that's... Oh, that's, uh, fuck. Don't even go there, bro. Damn. Soof. <laughs> what is... Damn, bro. Now you just throw me right off. All right, all right. Oh, let's, shit. Let's, let's get it back here. Let's get it back here. Damn. We'll talk about the main event that shouldn't have been the fucking main event. It's Damn, Pac. I must have stopped fucking... <laughs> anyway. I don't know. The All-Atlantic everything, Chris. One more of these fucking belts, eh? Uh... It's a main event title now, bro. Main event. Um, listen, 
this was an okay match. Actually, Cassidy, he makes sense when he's fighting somebody who's smaller because he doesn't look so ridiculous. And pa- like Pac is a stud. Like He is really one of the best guys in ring that this company has. And uh, he was able to carry the match. At one point, there was a tombstone pile driver on the steel outside the ring, and that was a transition. Transition, eh? It used to be that shit like that was the finish. Not just (laughs) the finish, that was an angle. Like, you know, 20 years ago, Orange Cassidy would have been out for the next three months after taking a tombstone on the steel. Yeah, but not in AEW, brother. Brother. Yep, not in AEW. And you know what I realized too watching this main event? Honestly, I had like that Jesus moment, bro. I realized from watching SmackDown to watching this shit, right? You had your main event in Pack, and I'm taking nothing away from Pack. Pack is the shit, right? Pack versus Orange Cassidy for the All Atlantic Championship, right? But then you look at the competition. And you've got guys like Roman Reigns at the top of the card. You've got guys like Brock Lesnar. I mean, hate them or love them, but they're fucking megastars compared to Orange Cassidy and fucking Pack. But Orange Cassidy, though, think about it. That's your main event, bro. That's your main event. While meanwhile, over there, it, it's night and day, bro. And like Todd says, unless you're The Undertaker or Kane, no way bro yeah no way (laughs) let's not go there but the point is the star the star power in WB and AEW right now when you look at it at the top of the card right this moment like really they should have Jericho and Danielson be the main event yeah when you think about it right exactly that should have been the main event here that was the bigger like that was the bigger names having the bigger match that was a blow off after like this was their third match is what they called it right this was the third time they've wrestled Apparently. and it was like and you know the ROH championships on the line like that's a bigger deal than the all Atlantic fucking championship which is nothing yep nada it's literally Pac's second championship he's the yeah. champion so He's got two belts, that's right. I forgot he was the Trios champion. There we go. We got the AEW Trios championships too. Since, let's be honest, since the Bucks and Kenny got stripped, they mean absolutely nothing now. I mean, they meant nothing when Kenny and the Bucks had them too. It was just one Oh, look at my belt. I have this belt now. I was the first <laughs> champion to ever. Like, shut <laughs> I was the first champion. I, 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 I got the belt. I had the belt. I got the belt. Uh, Me belty. <laughs> belty. <laughs> All right. Cassidy wins this match after some distractions from Danhausen, and there was a hammer that was taken away and then not taken away, and then it didn't wind up making a difference. Cassidy wins. He's the new All-Atlanta Pacific East Indian Ocean champion. And uh, East, <laughs> Eastern Ocean, Indian Ocean's... Uh... Atlantic's uh... your main event tonight gets my Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care of the night um, <laughs> the Toronto crowd really made this show more bearable than it should have been 
True. Um, they were fun. They were making lots of noise. Um, I still, I mean, I think about, oh, scissor me, dad. <laughs> That's cool. Doom, laugh my doom, fucking doom, ass doom, off. Doom, doom, doom. Make me want to play the song now, damn it. I know, right? Way to go, Toronto. Uh, you were great. Um, this show was mediocre. The the main event stuff, uh, you know, not the actual main event of the show, but the main event segment um, with uh, MJF, Moxley, and then Paige. That was good stuff. It was good television. Um, but most of the rest of this was a pretty big mess. Either it's too long in the tooth, like uh, like the stuff between Jurassic Express, or there's no focus whatsoever. Like I don't know. Like is Tony Storm a face? I <laughs> she's can't nothing. Tell. She's just boring right now. She's the world champion, and I don't know what the fuck she's about. Mm, that makes two of us. She's champion, but so what? Yeah. It's so like, is everybody. No, really. It's <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. even know what to call. It. I don't. Even, I literally don't even know what to call it. I I don't even. It's like, it's like if Val Venus just one day like won the world championship while he was in the right to censor, like his his right to censor version, which was basically nothing. It was basically just Val Venus in a suit with a frown on his face <laughs> yeah. was your world champion. There's there's nothing there with Tony Storm. I don't understand her motivations. I don't understand why I should care about her. This company is fucked, bro. Because it's just all it is is it's a man child playing with the toys he bought. It's it's not it's with not the a company, toys, bro. It's not a company that has an eye on creative uh, responsibility. It's not a company that has its eye on making money. It is literally just a billionaire trust fund kid playing with his toys. That's what we're watching every week. Oh, season me, daddy. Daddy TK. Daddy Khan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's fucking screw, man. That's, That's how he used to do it as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, season me, girl. The girl would be like, no, please. <laughs> I mean, Get away. You can't really, like, because scissoring is something that lesbians do where they where they do that. With <laughs> right? like, yeah, they'd get a lot of chafing doing it that way, wouldn't they? They, they do. That's why lesbians <laughs> are always shaved. <laughs> I literally learned about this in my most recent. Uh, <laughs> I was only fucking around, but is that true, really? I mean, that is shit. true. True. Well, it makes because sense. think about the friction that would be created <laughs> if they weren't shaved, right? Like, right. I mean, if I, you seize it too much, I mean, come that on, that would get I mean, uncomfortable. <laughs> and, me and, and, and folks, this is the fucking information that you come to the skirmish <laughs> for. Okay, yeah. lesbians shave because if they <laughs> don't, scissoring is very uncomfortable. You're welcome. God damn it. <laughs> Extremely uncomfortable. Damn it. Shout out to all the lesbians out there. We shout love out, yous. <laughs> shout outs to all our lesbians. Um, Lesby friends. Les, Lesby friends. <laughs> um, all right. That was the show. Uh, it was? That was the show. It's closing no. time. No. You don't have to go home, but you can't <laughs> stay here. <laughs> here. Uh, I've been Chris Ams. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Chris Ams. One. And uh, 
You can find me on Facebook now too. I'm Chris Ams again. I'm oh. hiding. Oh, no hiding. No Taliban. No, no hiding. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you all. I am an asshole. Um, I'm an asshole. Tell me, tell me, tell me <laughs> people where they can find you, brother. Well, you can find me right here and Chris right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows. You can also find us at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you can hear me and Chris talk more AEW and more particularly Rampage. Also, please like and subscribe at thehaminmediagroup.podbean.com where you will find all our affiliate shows and at the hustle and at theblowoffpod.com. In saying that, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects right there and at the PWC Network. And I think I'm done, Chris. So tell them where they can find you, my man. Already did that, Jimmy. You can find me on Twitter. Oh, wow. Well. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Peace the fuck out. Uh, we'll see you next week. We love you. See you. of not only the city of Toronto, but the country of Canada. I'm going to go ahead right now and guarantee a victory tonight. Now, it's just 
not just any guarantee. I'm talking this guarantee is locked in. This guarantee is 100%. It's like the Toronto Maple Leafs losing in the first round of the playoffs guarantee. <laughs> oh, that's pretty stiff. Kind of funny. Without further ado, let me introduce to you my right hand of destruction, Luchasaurus.
no problem now for Jungle Boy. Yeah, nothing fancy about that. Just a hammer to the back of the knee. And now, uh oh, Jungle Boy. Oh, I think I know what he's got in mind here. Maybe a poison rod. Some distance closes in. Oh, 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 what a counter! The That's, legs are just too strong. Well, and also knowing your opponent, Luchasaurus knows Jungle Boy. Back of the head right there. And Jungle Boy, the back of his head hitting the top turnbuckle pad. And notice how Luchasaurus, he had to switch arms to the left arm because of all the damage done to the right. The observation. He's two and oh, what that was close. It's a big man to kick off your, your front side, I can tell you that. Christian Cage had a look on his face like, what the hell just happened? How did he kick out? I, I, I don't think. And I think by having that look, Taz may have been the chokeslam with the non-dominant hand from Luchasaurus. Yeah, no, I think you might be right about that, Excalibur, for sure. We saw Jungle Boy Jack Perry wrenching that right arm into the barricade around the ring post, doing everything he could to neutralize that right arm chokeslam from Luchasaurus. Yeah, not right now, Luchasaurus saying the end is just about here in Toronto for Jungle Boy. Good pick him up. Good for the cut throw. Yeah, that right arm is really bothering my think. Jack Perry hammering down with those elbow strikes to the back of the head. Those elbows will do damage. I don't care how big you are, but singing loopy. Jack, be careful, Jack. Comes between the legs now. Hoisted up and... Now Jack on the shoulder. Wait a second. Uh oh, look at, this. look at this. Right towards Christian Cage. His deal. Can he, can he turn the corner? Kill switch? No. No. Luchasaurus. Oh, wow. We've seen this a time or two, but. Oh, what a goal! Luchasaurus got stuck. Oh, look like a giant lawn dart. Oh, my God. That poor dinosaur's head. And now, Jack Perry. Kill switch. He plants Luchasaurus. I think he's done here, guys. Got to get him over. Got to roll him over. Luchasaurus is done, I'm telling you. Wow. Whoa. Uh, a lot of the fans thought that was whoa, whoa, it. Whoa, 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 he's trying to hook it at the snare, snare trap. trap. Yeah. yeah. And Luchasaurus, he's been on the apron. He's seen this snare trap so many times. He knows that this is nearly inescapable. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how much bigger Luchasaurus is. It don't matter on a map. Everyone's the same size. It don't matter. And Luchasaurus, you can see, digging in those elbows, trying to make that desperate crawl to the ropes. Pull that arm back. And now Jack with the, the right arm captured. Luchasaurus, the left arm reaches. Well, that's where the long reach of arm does help if you're on the mat. And keep it in the middle. Jack trying to drag Luchasaurus back in. A ton of war with Luchasaurus. Yeah. Jack was trying to drag Luchasaurus back in the center ring, but now he... Jack locked eyes with Christian Cage on the outside. Sorry, Scalibur. Jack needs to stay focused here. I know it's difficult to do with that snake on the outside. Yeah, he does. And also, let's be honest, Christian Cage is injured. Okay, okay, yeah. He's yeah. trash, but... Okay. Oh, wait a... Oh, smokes! Off the top rope, Luchasaurus spikes Jack Perry. Now, the cutthroat into the backbreaker. Uh -oh, uh -oh. And Jack just got spiked again. Luchasaurus covers the leg, is hooked, and he scores the win. Luchasaurus. Well, 
it was reaching the hand out, I know, but it certainly prevented the snare trap from having its effect. Yeah, the presence of Christian Cage, merely the presence at ringside, altered the course Absolutely. of this match for uh, Jack Perry. Uh, no, I totally agree with you, and that's what you have to do sometimes if you're in a position Christian Cage is likely not. You gotta assist your man in any way you can, and we witnessed that. Look at that smirk on Christian's face. Here comes Sheeta, and Sheeta hammering the face of Britt Baker. Remember Britt with that recently broken nose. The hammer throw into the rope. Sheeta with a jumping knee. Sheeta now has a standing room only live audience here in Toronto behind her fully. Raining down right hands is Hikaru Sheeta. Britt trying to cover up. She cannot even cover up here. And Jamie Hayter seen enough. Hater. Oh, Hater gets some right hands from Sheeta. Wait, Hikaru and Hater the hard way. Big what avalanche. Big landing now. Boy, look how shrewd Britt Baker is. Opportunistic and Britt Baker, but Hikaru Sheeta counters out. And that's a suplex. Britt Baker stacked on top of Jamie Hater. Oh, watch out. We got to watch Sheeta. She's quick. And Sheeta looking to spring off the middle. Rob the Meteora. Sheeta, she can do it here. One, two, and no! Britt Baker able to kick out. I don't know how Britt kicked out, man. Her shoulders were pinned by the whole body weight of Sheeta. Hikaru Sheeta looking to unsheath the katana, but Britt, she caught the leg, and Jamie Hayter now backbreaker! Great teamwork by Hayter and Britt Baker. Oh, Tony Storm reverses the cosmic. Dora sits out with the Bulldog! But Britt ducks underneath. Tony Storm trying to counter, but no, Britt bars the counter! Great Oof. execution on that one. Oh, she's going for it. She's going for the lock job. Here comes the glove. The glove is on. Dr. Britt Baker could be looking to make an end to this. It's a car, Sheeta. Sheeta trying to fight off both opponents here. And they got to double team her and get her down and be able to put that on, obviously. Sheeta hits the rope. Double thrust kick. Now that should do it. She's just about done here, I think, guys. Sliding Lariat and oh. stomp from Britt Baker. The cover, deep hook, two, and no! Tony Storm there to break it out. Great, great save by Storm. Great job. Tony Storm turned the tables on Jamie Hayter, sends Hayter to the outside. It's a great women's tag team match, guys. Sure is, man, it really is. But Storm launches off the bottom rope, the DDT on Britt Baker. Oh, man. Sliding elbow strike. Well, ever since Storm has won that AEW Women's oh, oh, the title, she's been consistently great, guys, really. The Storm Zero, Hikaru Shida covers two and, oh, Jamie Hayter pushes the pile to break Another it up. Great way to break up that cover using the power and strength that Hayter has. Fans appreciate it. Here at the Coca-Cola Coliseum, you can hear them and see them here. These four ladies are battling. Wow, a headbutt, how about that? A headbutt. And now, Hikaru Shida coming back. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, what a landing. And now, Hikaru Shida with Dr. Britt Baker. Inside the wall, inside cradle by Britt. One, two, and no. Great counter by Britt.
Griffin and watch Brent. Lockjaw's coming, guys. Kicked out, and Brent thinking Lockjaw right here. Yeah, she's got it. She's got it. Oh, oh no, she don't oh, want the shift. And the, no. Tremendous count. Yeah, the body weight of Brent was back too far, and Sheeta took advantage of it. Big elbow strike. And now, Hikaru Sheeta plants Brent Baker. Oh, no, Brent with the roll up, the reversal, too. Sheeta reverses, too. Wow. Oh, rolls through. High stack. And Sheeta gets the win. Oh, wow. What a match, guys. The team of Tony Storm and Hikaru. Counter to counter to counter, man. Sheeta had that, that roll up super tight. The more you roll, guys, the tighter it gets. No way Britt could take a kick out of that. Uh, just so close. Britt almost had it on her end as well. Hikaru Sheeta scored a huge win here tonight for her team. She and Tony Storm victorious. Hell of a battle there. Excellent tag team stuff. Chopping down Billy Gunn. As you can see once again, Taz concentrating yep. on that left leg. Yeah, really working on that left wheel, that left leg. Smart strategy by Strickland to try and get the bigger man down. Oh boy. Swerve lands on his feet. Sends Billy Gunn. Oh, Billy Gunn out of the ring. And Billy, Billy's hurting here, guys. Yeah, it all started with that drop kick to the leg right before picture in picture. Drop kick to the quad. Excuse me, Taz. It was the quad. Correct. So let's get that correct. Thank you. And now Strickland's gonna fly here. Whoa! Oh my! Just diving knee drop onto the leg of Billy Gunn. Swerve Strickland is looking to incapacitate Billy Gunn, not just for this match. I mean. This is brutal. It is brutal, but like I said earlier, it's very smart strategy, Shivani. Work on the leg of the bigger man. Smart, very smart. This is why Swerve Strip is one of the smartest guys we have on our roster. Good stuff by Strip. Yeah, it's this type of uh, strategy that has led Swerve Strip to become a world tag team champion. Great point. Oh, right hand startup shot. Yeah, nice talent. Right to the start. Stinging, taking the breath out of the lungs of Billy Gunn. Dominating the impact. Yeah, I'm talking about impressed. I'm very impressed here by Swords Trick. I've been pretty impressed with him since he showed up here as a free agent in AEW. I knew Swerve a couple of years before AEW even started. I knew he was a talent. I knew he knew how to dismantle people. And oh wait, Billy. Turn things around on Swerve. I can't follow up. You saw Billy on that left leg. Couldn't put weight on it. Great job by Gunn, but couldn't put weight on that left leg. Is this a chance for Billy Gunn to recover? Or does Swerve still have more in the tank than his opponent? We're about to find out. Is Billy trying to rise up? Strickland's in a lot of pain. He landed really hard. Landed hard again. You can see Billy, though, not a ton of force in those clotheslines. Can't step through with the clothes. Oh, 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 man. Jack Hammond Jones. Billy Gunn. He is really locked in here. Billy back up to his feet, maybe. Looking at The self-scissor, the famous are avoided. Yep. We saw that favors are coming. And maybe Billy took a little bit too much time getting there. Oh, the high boot. Swerve. Underneath. Wow. 
Good job by Swerve on that knee. He's incoming. Here we go. Boom! He hit that one. Swerve flatlines Billy Gunn. I think Swerve's going to capture the win here. Just got to hit one more move, and he might get Billy done. Yeah. Billy very slow to rise, and Swerve Strickland. Wow, look at that leap. Yeah, oh, very backwards leap to the top, and Strickland off him too much, but he swerves. Oh, he got him here. Nice. Connected. One, two. And if you notice, Taz Swerve did not go immediately for the cover. He got cocky and he got caught. He did. And then you can't do that with Billy Gunn. Back in the day, I've been in the ring competing against Billy Gunn more than once. Trust me, he's loaded with resiliency and toughness. Besides the obvious power he has. But again, Billy very slow to rise after all that damage done to the leg. And away, Swerve. Swatted away. And Billy will Swerve through. And. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Billy, that's... Oh, wait, no, Swerve, the counter! No, Andre counter, got the left hook! Two, and... Oh, Swerve, he grabbed the rope! Oh, that was Strickland! Hey, highway robbery at his blatant best. That was... Like it about, that was pretty cool. Stefan Smith, his eyes were on the shoulders of Billy Gunn, and Swerve clutched onto the rope to score the win. Here come the champs. The Acclaim's not too happy about it. They're coming down here with probably bad intentions, I would think. Oh, they, they're checking, they're gonna check on Daddy S. Yeah, Billy Gunn, that, that leg of his severely damaged by Swerve Strickland, and Swerve, a measure of revenge here tonight on Billy Gunn. Well, you're right, he stole it. He stole it by hooking the ropes. Nothing Billy could do. Look how much trouble Billy is having standing. Swerve Strickland, I mean, he may have been trying to end the career of Billy Gunn here tonight. Yeah, he could have. He's ruthless. Swerve. Swerve, swerve. Swerve. Swerve, swerve. Swerve. Garbage hot. Catch a fire. Catch a quick. When I drive. Big pressure. I'm fine. In the ring, you won't survive. Yeah, I swerve when I drive. Yeah, I swerve.
Were you, were you guys about to scissor in there? Wow, yikes. Listen, that means you ignored the email I sent earlier today, as evident by your entrance. But we brought out a very important document here to Toronto. What do you got there, Tony? This document right here. This has been issued to us from the greatest country in the entire world, the United States of America. I thought they were all friends over here. Huh. And that document huh. says that I now own the trademark to the term scissor me in professional wrestling, which means you can no longer do the hand signal. You can no longer say scissor me and all the money from your t-shirt sales goes to me. Wow, it's pretty strange. Write it down, you potty mouse. It's hey. smart Mark Sterling. Hey, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Actually, you know what, do it. Do it right now, because when you do, I will sue you so hard, you'll be stuck in the court system for months and have to forfeit those titles. That's right, do it. However, I'm willing to work with you on this a little bit, okay? Maybe you have an offer, I have some ideas. But until then, folks, scissor me, daddy, niece! Well, that's got a pretty good ring to it, kind of, no? Maybe not, you don't think so? Maybe not. Lawyer and a Mets fan. Wardlow. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. You know, 
don't see Camarado get rocked by many because he's so powerful, but Joe can do it. Well, Try for the splash. Didn't quite work out well for him. No, that's uh, that's, that's something we've seen Joe do over time. Those who follow this career, it's awesome stuff. So for the midsection from the TNT champion, Wardlow. Going high and low on QT Marshall. And listen to this fantastic standing room only crowd here at the Coca-Cola Coliseum. <laughs> it's marked on QT Marshall for sure. QT's got to try and get something going in this uh -oh. I don't think QT knows if he's coming or going after that massive lariat. QT thinks he's in Winnipeg right about now. He wishes he was in Winnipeg. But belly to belly suplex. A big release over the overhead belly button. Throw there by another one. And Nick Camarado, almost, almost 300 pounds, just 290 pounds with Wardlow. Able to toss him with ease. Yeah, powerful. The range individual is Camarato for sure. And Nick. How many, uh, you know, Waldo's don't give up, give up much size to anyone, but with Nick, he does. Big Nicky boy there. Camarado with TNT champs on his shoulder. Waldo escapes and collapse. Camarado, center of the ring. Tag made to the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Samojo, oh, Samojo, grab it. Teamwork here. There goes the champ. Santana Atomico. And now Samoa Joe. It's all over but the shouting for Camarado. Camarado goes to sleep. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think they're done here. QT might be next. Oh, QT. Maybe oh, about no. to listen to some classical music. Uh-oh. Wardlow. As the first movement of the Powerbomb Symphony in Toronto is on their feet. Well, it's nice to see that uh, QT is hated universally, not just in the United States, but here in Canada. <laughs> he is going to get tripped. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Wanjo, 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 huh? Take a look, ladies and gentlemen, Wanjo. You guys, I'm so disappointed in you sticking your nose where it doesn't belong in embassy business, man. Listen, let's cut that Powerbomb Symphony crap out. Nobody here wants to see you Powerbomb QT Marshall, Wanjo. Brian Cage in the gates of Just agony. Like nobody wanted to see you two stick your noses in our business. We had FDR right where we wanted him last week. Matter of fact, I'm even here. I've been seeing FDR all day. If it was up to me, knowing them, I wouldn't even let them into Canada. Because you haven't seen them doesn't mean that they aren't here. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the IWG.
IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the AAA Tag Team Champions, FTR, have arrived in Toronto. Massive ovation for FTR. Action Cash, damn. Well, we saw a tremendous defense of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship this past Friday night at Battle of the Belts 4 by FTR. So, uh, there's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. So, uh, yeah, 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 there, there's, there's, there's three of y'all. I understand there's three of y'all. Look, these men just had a hard-ass night at work. I can't ask them to work Friday, too. So, uh, we have the perfect partner. He's an Ontario native and Rampage. Friday night starts at what time? 10? 10? 10? 10? I mean, it's the pinnacle of professional wrestling. Sean Spears from right here in Ontario, St. Catherine making his return to AEW. Oh, it's great to see Spears again. Whoa, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, that, Alan, Aaron Solo. Man, he has just been a sacrificial lamb left and right here tonight. Oh, wait a second. FTR, the big ring on Solo! Oh, Prince Nana better regroup. Yeah, the embassy trying to Steal the spotlight from Samoa Joe and Wardlow. Well, what about the return of Sean Spears? And now...
a downhill uh, ramp. I don't know the uh, the amours, whatever you call the percentages. The you get it. The decline. That's the one. I yeah. got it. Oh, whoa! Cassidy collapsed. He's back to the win via countout. He's up. To, uh, Bryce Remsburg's up to six. That's determination, buddy. It's a long ramp we got. You got to get in there, Orange. Oh, oh man. Oh, he's close. One more second away here. Oh, Cassidy beats the count. Surge of energy got him in. Oh, oh that's oh. it, though. Brutalizer time. Cassidy walked right into that brutalizer. And now the night may be over. Oh, what? Watch Cassidy's fading. Look at the eyes. Look at the eyes. I don't know. The combination tombstone on the outside. Brutalizer. I don't know if he can take it. Now, you might be right, Shavon, but you see Arch Cassidy fighting his rear end off here. There you go. Got to that bottom Ooh. rope to break the hole. And remember, coming up this Friday night, AEW Rampage tonight Central on TNT. John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli versus The Butcher and The Blade. All ego, Ethan Page goes one-on-one -on -one with Isaiah Cassidy. Nyla Rose, the self-proclaimed TBS champion, will take on Anna Jay. Plus, FTR and Sean Spears will battle the Gates of Agony. And then next Tuesday night, a special Tuesday night time by 8-7 Central on TBS, the AEW World Championship match. John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page. We will hear from Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, and the AEW Inter Women's World Championship, Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. We will hear from champion and challenger this Friday night at Rampage. And Renee Paquette will sit down with Miller Yuna and Brian Daniels. Stop right there. He needs to do that. You see, you see the referee stop. He stopped. The ref can't give that guy credit. He stopped. Paxton using that hammer on the outside. Look how Pat was contorted on that. Shifted here, folks. Pack landed on the crown of his head. Oh, but we've got a new champ. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, my goodness. Out of head. Did Pack kick out? Let's take another look here. Watch the impact, guys. We're going to get an input. We're going to get a replay. Here we go. The DDT on the floor. Followed up by one in the ring. You know, Tank, you made a good point about the referees. Fans want to see a winner in this match. Absolutely, they do. Yeah, and we're giving them a great one. No doubt, referee Bryce, and he stopped Pack from using that hammer to strike. Orange Cassidy ascends to the top rope. And Pack, the slow roll. I mean, this is almost a page out of Orange's book. Yeah, like it or not, though, it's a good strategy by Pack. Almost a smile on the face. Of Orange when he saw him roll out that time. Give him the thumbs up here. Look like Pac's doing his gimmick. I think what happened last time why he couldn't cover him on the uh, Orange Punch was... Oh! Orange landed too far away and to roll over to make the cover. And that cost him that extra second. Oh, wait a minute. It's right on the air! Oh, wow. What a thud. What a thud. I mean, that rattles the brain of Pac, but also affects the tailbone of Orange Cassidy. But it's not like a beach break in the ring where he can make a cover. It's hard, man. That apron's hard. And now Orange Cassidy's showing a lot of fire here. Conduct unbecoming, but he needs to do it to capture this Olympic title if he can do it. Orange Punch. Oh, counter pack. Catching Orange Cassidy. And now bridging suplex. Instead maintains wrist control. Pulls him again. the brutalizer. What a rivalry between these two. Split open, too. He's got that ear split open. Pack does. I don't know how it happened, but right now. 
Cornelius, like I said, Paxier is bleeding bad, but he has got the challenge in big time trouble. But Taz noticed Orange Cassidy with his hip underneath him. Cassidy isn't flattened out. It allows him to tilt into the ropes to force the break. Look at the frustration on the face of Pac on that one. He thought for sure that was it. And there you see the right ear. It's been opened up. Yeah, he split open that somehow, either on the inside or the lobe of the ear. Not quite sure, but this has been physical. Look, look out. Oh, wait, nobody wants, man. He wants that hammer again. I bet, or the bell, or something. Pack going for the hammer. Orange Day to He said, okay, we got another one. Ref what the hell? Turn, and the ref has back turned. Now, back with the hammer in his hand. Orange Cassidy, completely unaware of it. Oh, oh, look at the right hand. What a shot. He sees the hammer. Orange. Uh-oh. Easy, easy Orange. Uh-oh. Don't do it. Revenge is on his mind, and I don't blame him. Revenge for trail. I do blame him. You want to win the title. Yeah, but he's torn. You're right. The title and revenge for my friend. Revenge for Danhausen, revenge for Trent. Orange Cassidy has a huge decision to make here. Watch it, For the first time in his AEW career, Orange Classic, Orange Cassidy, and can now call himself champion. What a battle. Congratulations to Orange Cassidy, but what a match. Wow. What a match, what a win for Orange Cassidy here tonight. Our main event, our Toronto debut. And Tony Schiavone. And this Friday night, Rampage 10-9 Central, Moxley and Castagnoli versus the Butcher and the Blade, the Pinnacle versus the Embassy, and then next Tuesday night, a special AEW Dynamite, John Moxley looks to defend against Hangman Adam Page. Thank you for joining us for our Toronto debut. We'll see you Friday night for Rampage.
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.